This is a GRDC podcast. A $21 million research investment is underway to bolster infield detection and monitoring of airborne pests and pathogens. It's called the IMAP Pests Project, and it's using the latest in sensor technology to help growers improve their pest management strategy. I'm Hilary Sims, and in this podcast, we'll hear more about this exciting innovation and its use across the nation's plant-related industries. Joining me is Dr Rowan Kimber, a senior research scientist from the South Australian Research and Development Institute, the research division of Primary Industries and Regions South Australia. I caught up with Rowan at the 2020 Grains Research Update event in Adelaide. Many conventional monitoring methods are either quite Uh, laborious or they may be simple type of technology. Um, The the idea of this project is to develop some new technology which has been emerging in the last few years through other projects that we've been developing and others have been developing and trying to make that a um, proof of concept that a lot of these emerging technologies can be sort of combined together to show how they can be implemented into the field and how that not only becomes a a platform that is valuable for uh, this new technology to the field, but also is able to demonstrate how the information can be um, distributed and delivered to growers in a a fast manner or a very reliable or certainly a very informative manner that has not previously been done. And now let's talk a bit more about the technology. What's the technology you've developed as part of this project? Yeah, there are, there are probably many components, but probably the, the most noticeable and flagship one is, is what we're referring to as the Sentinel. Um, it probably, to the passerby and the, uh, driving past the field, it would look just pretty much like a tandem trailer, um, but with some very unusual bits hanging off it and sticking out of it. Um, that tandem trailer is, um, is quite a sophisticated platform. It has about four samplers on board. They're all air samplers because they're obviously it's airborne pests and diseases we're looking at. There are two insect samplers. One of them, and the most noticeable one, protrudes up straight out of the roof of the Sentinel uh, and has an intake at six metres in the air. Um, So it just is a big telescopic pole, basically. Uh, There's another one that is um, lower to the roof, and that's uh, sampling at two metres. And then there are also two um, spore samplers, uh, which are also sampling at two metres. And each one of those samplers have been specifically designed to be optimised to collect the targets of interest. So the six metre uh, air sampler is actually looking at migratory pests that actually move quite long distances through the air column. And international research has shown us that that six to 12 metre band is particularly um, uh, uh, an important one to monitor those targets. The two metre trap tends to look at more localised dispersal patterns of different targets. And then the spore traps are quite a unique device that's able to, uh, to pull in all sorts of airborne spores, fungal spores, pollen, all that sort of stuff to, um, to deliver uh, them into essentially small tubes or pots of, of, of what it is that we're looking to collect. And what are some of the species or the pathogens that you've collected so far? Yeah, so from um, we have completed just recently uh, monitoring uh, at the Hart uh, field site up in the mid-north of South Australia. Uh, there we were looking at uh, Botrytis, uh, which is um, a pathogen, fungal pathogen of a number of pulse crops. We were looking at blackleg, which is an important fungal disease of canola. We're also looking at uh, black spot, a field pea pathogen. Uh, as well as um, 
as well as net form net blotch, yellow spot of wheat and uh, and of, uh, and barley. These are all uh, recognised as sort of major um, pathogens of interest that because they're the ones that growers are ultimately trying to control in their crop. We went to all of the industries first and said, okay, what are your sort of key priority targets for us to monitor rather than for us to dictate those terms? Uh, we gave the opportunity for industry to say, well, these are the ones that we make the most amount of investment in controlling, and this is the ones we'd really like the information flow from. What does the technology do with that information? How does it turn it into data and inform decisions for growers potentially? So the, the, the Sentinel that you see in the field ultimately is a, a big platform that is collecting a lot of data, including weather data that has an onboard weather station. It has all of the automation in it that is collecting what is ultimately physical samples. So each week we go to the Sentinel and we're collecting uh, a range of sample pots from the insect samplers and a range of uh, small vials from the spore samplers. Each one of these are barcoded. They might they will represent a capture window that we have pre-programmed into the Sentinel. So for instance, the most simplest way we capture is just a daily capture. So we will be collecting a a um, you know seven pots for seven sort of days of sampling from an insect trap or we will be collecting seven little vials of spore trapping however the sentinel is also smarter than that so what it can do is we can tell it to capture according to specific parameters of interest so we might say we're interested in looking at uh, the spores or pests that are are being blown in at a certain wind direction or a certain wind speed or even a temperature and humidity regime that we can actually get it to collect according to those. So it means that whatever those parameters are, when we have that barcoded sample, we have all of the data associated with it so we know exactly the conditions and the circumstances of where those pests or diseases were collected in that pot. So when that pot is taken back to the laboratory where it's processed, that is when we're converting what's in the pot into data. So in the case of the insect pots, we have trained uh, entomologists that are actually counting and identifying uh, targets of interest from that collection, that, that soup, of, soup of insects, um, and they are counting the number of green peach aphid or Russian wheat aphid that will be in there. In the case of the spore samplers, they go through the molecular diagnostics lab where we're able to use specific assays to profile and quantify the amount of DNA that's attributed to that particular pathogen in that particular vial. The, uh, the aim over the course of the project is to demonstrate that this same technique of using molecular assays, which is obviously a high throughput and can handle many, many samples quite rapidly, can also be applied to the insects so we don't rely on entomologists counting them you know physically but rather we can process that same soup of insects and then profile the insects that are inside using the molecular techniques so that that it that gives us to the stage where we're looking at um, the diagnostic counts but we then have that is ultimately data that then we are visualizing through to the IMAP pest website and we do that using a number of uh, sort of tools available to us, which is about data management, that we're managing through a cloud-based system. And the reason we do that is because the Sentinel itself actually um, communicates all of the data that it's collecting with the weather data and the, the way that those samplers were collecting those samples. That, that all is uh, transferred by telemetry to a cloud-based system and the diagnostics data that was done at the lab is married to that data set in the cloud and then visualised to the end user. 
what can that look like as a visualisation to the end user? What's an example? Well, if you go to the uh, website, uh, which is www.imappest.com.au, and you look at the uh, uh, one of the examples we've done of the Hartfield site, you'll see that what we've done there is shown weekly counts over the four-week window that we were there. Um, that is sort of like a bit of a macro level of looking at what we did. Uh, we're currently in the... Um, process now of upgrading or rather taking us down a, a whole new path of how we visualize that data and so we're going to explore a range of different methods we might decide that the end user wants sort of like a rev meter output where they see whether insects are numbers are going up or going down over you know the surveillance days that they're doing it or they may want it as more or less a graph that's showing those counts of either insects or spores that are occurring over a daily sort of a a, a daily surveillance window but is also overlaid with the weather data so they can see what those the weather inputs and the influences are that are triggering those you know insect counts or um, or those spore dispersal events so the idea is that the data can be displayed in many forms but part of the uh, project is to ultimately engage the end user too so we can we're developing tools which can be adaptive and flexible to if the industries are saying this is how we would like the information presented to us, we can actually do that rather than forcing the way we want it to do it straight to them. Can it give big picture ideas or is it quite region specific? Yeah, that depends on the target. So for instance, uh, we mentioned aphids before. Uh, many, uh, many aphids are migratory insects. They can fly quite long distances when they're on the wing and they can, uh, the incursions become something that very much is a regionally specific or a regionally applied sort of uh, information flow. So in that instance, the, uh, uh, where the sentinel will be can, can very well transfer information that is regionally applied and valuable to many, many sort of growers in that district. Um, in other instances, particularly fungal diseases, it, it may well be heavily influenced by where the sentinel is placed. It may well be sitting alongside of a, a field that uh, has uh, infested stubble that is streaming a lot of um, you know, spores out of it at these particular events. But while that may well be um, localised information, what it is providing is it's giving information that is overlaid with the weather conditions that will show when these, these spore events occur. So that becomes... Um, a very valuable tool, a research tool, but also an information tool to understand under what parameters do we see these types of diseases or insects start to hit high numbers. And it becomes that type of information. Say, you know what, yes, the sentinel is not in my backyard. It might be quite some distance away. But these are the patterns that I can see occurring and these are the patterns that the sentinel is showing that are optimal for this sort of pest and disease to occur. And so that becomes part of the management decision. How do you envision growers will make the most of this information or use this website? Initially, I think like all sort of emerging technologies, a lot of people will sort of wait and see and watch and just be of interest to see what sort of information is generated. But um, where we really are wanting to demonstrate this information flow is that it can actually be actionable information. There are plenty of instances, and we've even seen that in other talks here in the GRDC updates today, that uh, growers have got this overlying question as, you know, when do I need to spray or is this the best time? You know, that might be based on weather forecasts that don't eventuate or it might be based on principles which don't tend to um, actually occur. So this actually gives them hard data to understand 
okay, I'm trying to control green peach aphid, for instance, in, in my uh, pulse crop or, or a lark, and, and yet here I have the sentinel monitoring for that, and here I see the data, there is no green peach aphid that seems to be on the wing. It doesn't seem to be occurring in my area, so therefore maybe the target is not there for me to have to control. Or you might have then on the other instance said, you know what, I've just seen a major flight of green peach aphid come into this area. I need to mitigate that and now would be the time to do it. So it is, it is information that is uh, put in the hands of the, of the decision maker and, then, um, and their decisions, which they are already doing, are better informed. So we've got one prototype done. Talk me through about what's coming up in the future for the project. Yeah, so currently the prototype has, has just put in through its paces at, uh, at the Hartfield site. We've also then just um, completed a, a, another deployment at the uh, uh, Nuriutpa Research Station um, and that's where it's been serving wine Australia but certainly Grains Belt there as well. Um, it's, uh, that's undergoing some maintenance before it moves to Queensland to, uh, to serve the sugar industry for a time. We are currently just near the end of um, building Sentinel 2 and 3. Uh, Sentinel 2 is, um, is uh, going to be very, very similar to Sentinel 1, where it has very similar format, but with a number of improvements that we're um, looking to optimise. Sentinel 3 is actually going to look at just individual samplers themselves that are on a, on a trailer that is uh, fairly still conventional as a, as a pod design, and that one will be have less less automation overall but have a lot more flexibility to look at different technologies that we can just strap on and look at so that has become a very flexible design sentinel so those three sentinels will all be completed in the next couple of months the um, and then going forward from there what we're wanting to show the different uh, industries that are invested in this project is that a sentinel is a platform and that platform can change in what it looks like and what it cost so going forward we're going to explore how a sentinel might be a sort of a, on a skid plate that is deployed off the back of a trailer or it may even be sort of the size of a large toolbox that is on the back of a ute that is just then dropped out into the field but inside of what's in those boxes or on the skid plate are ultimately automated devices that still do the same function they might just do it using newer technologies again but ultimately it's all about the airborne surveillance the air sampling the the data gathering dissemination and this uh, process of collecting samples and, and fast-tracking them through um, the laboratories. Rowan, what excites you most about this technology? I think what excites me most about this project is what we've done is we've, we've got a problem we're trying to so- find a solution for. We, we don't have a platform we're trying to push, we're just trying to look at an opportunity to say what's the best way of getting this pest and disease information to the end user because this is valuable information. And, uh, and a project like this really gives us great scope and opportunity to look at a range of things uh, to try and get the best outcome. Are there any key messages as such that you'd like grain growers to know about this project? We just certainly uh, always encourage the opportunity for feedback and and uh, and guidance like uh, we are we do have steering committees we have uh, key groups that we contact um, but we don't want to be doing this in isolation. Yes, it's a research project, but we are doing it for uh, the, the grains industry. So we are always keen for that, you know, that, that feedback and, and ways of which they'd like to either see data visualised, the, the way, the timing, 
um, the style, any of that I think uh, is well worth getting that information back. They can, they can contact you know, project people directly, they can go through the GRDC. There are different ways of doing it. Uh, we have people in GRDC that are keeping a very close eye on the project and overseeing it, so you know, that message will flow through. So don't be shy in sort of uh, being uh, constructively uh, criticising what's going on, but also um, you know, if they are seeing uh, a certain innovation pathway that they are really wanting to, to see uh, uh, propel into the future, then you know, get, get that message through because um, that's what we're trying to do. That was Dr Rowan Kimber, Senior Research Scientist at SADI, discussing the research project IMAP Pests. If you'd like to get involved or would like more information on this project, head to imappests.com.au. The GRDC update paper from Rowan's presentation in Adelaide can also be found in the description box of this podcast. And more information can be found online at grdc.com.au. I'm Hilary Sims. Thanks for listening.